This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's something you know makes you feel better that you aren't doing enough of? Maybe it's going on a morning walk, or reading a book, or calling a friend. Or maybe it's going to therapy. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on your schedule. BetterHelp.com allies to give it a try. Hello, welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Before we've been wiped out by a hurricane or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's coming. Looking forward to it. It's coming. Uh, this week I'm joined by Brad Ellis. Howdy. Isla Hank. Hey, BW. <laughs> Michael Tommy. How's it going? Huber is not here because uh, it's his birthday. Happy Ooh. birthday, Huber. Happy birthday, Huber. Happy birthday. Uh, and making big it all 45. happen. The big, the big <laughs> one eight. <laughs> uh, making it all happen in the control room. We got Don Casanova. Hello. There he is. Uh, friends, we are here to talk about uh, some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. Uh, it is the calm before Gamescom. Ooh. Uh, but we do have Keely a few Con. things. The games calm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the games calm. <laughs> uh, we do have some things to chat about, though. Uh, THQ Nordic showed off a bunch of games last Friday. Heck yeah. Uh, including a dark TMNT game in the works. Yeah. Going to be cool. Uh, and a new South Park yeah. for, for Damiani. Maybe. Well, We'll yeah, see. it's multiplayer. We'll, we'll see. see. Not an RPG, I guess. Uh, we also Sorry. just got those uh, yeah. Call of Duty details on Modern Warfare 3. Uh, and uh, the Xbox 360 store is the next digital storefront on the chopping block. Mm. Uh, but before we get started, we must answer for the mistakes we made in last week's episode. Don, begin corrections music, please. Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great one. So this is a cool correction. Uh, for that alien update in Dead by Daylight, the tunnel system and the control stations, they're not just on that one map. It's part of the alien's ability set. Oh, okay. Whoa. So they've made that for every level? sub-level for like every level. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's Just for the xenomorph. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. <laughs> wow. That's neat. Yeah. Uh, okay, a couple quick Red Dead details. Uh, first of all, uh, Undead Nightmare was initially released as a DLC, but it yeah. did also get a standalone release about like a month, month and a half later. Yeah. So you could just buy Undead Nightmare on its own, um, and it came with the multiplayer as well when it first came out. Uh, secondly, if you want to go buy the Xbox 360 version digitally in the store right now, that version costs $30. Mm-hmm. And it does not include Undead Nightmare. That's another ten dollars. This is what bucks. I said. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said last week. Maybe I don't. They, they were yes. there was a lot of back and forth. Anyways. Okay. Well, I did say that. That's you every week. I said this. I said this. I remember looking at those so, very numbers. So yeah, so you could go forty dollars for an untouched 360 game, or fifty dollars for the, in, yeah. you know, slightly enhanced yeah. PS4 version, which Digital Foundry is now saying like, yeah, the resolution. It's full 4K and uh, has better shadows, but not much else going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, there are a lot of people that are trying to, like, correct us by saying that you could get it on sale or get a used copy or whatever. I'm like, that's not the same thing. 
mean, I mean, of course you could do yeah. that. Yeah. You could also Duh. just steal something too. That's something you could do. Pirate the new one. You uh, could. Not Damiani, could. Aki, is act is actually a new character in Street Fighter VI. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. But people knew about her before. Oh, so it was a leak. They had oh, okay. There was a leak, but there was also they had shown art for her. Before. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because everyone was like screaming it as soon as like the trailer began, and I'm like, okay, people must know this character already. Yeah, yeah my bad. No worries. Yeah. Um, uh, regarding Pokemon, Gabby said they used to just be animals. Uh, but from the start, Pokemon has always included creatures based on plants, rocks, magnets, ghosts, whatever the heck That's popping true. are. What was like that Voltorb yeah. guy? Right. right. He was just like a Pokeball thing. I think he's he's probably like one of those Tesla ball things. Is that what he's supposed to be? I think it's supposed to be a Pokeball, but it's kind of like how yeah. you have caterpillars that look like snakes and all uh -huh. that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so the magnets start for yeah. Oh yeah. I always thought he was one of those little <laughs> balls that has the electricity coming. Out. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, the biggest whiff was mine. I Yay, talked about yes. the Modern Warfare 3 reveal as if it had happened, uh, in the morning before we recorded last week. Uh, and I thought I just hadn't seen the news yet. I thought it was just, like, exclusive to people that were in the Warzone reveal. And I was like, no, the date was the 17th, not the 10th. So Ooh. did you leak something? I didn't leak anything. Ooh, oh. close. But it was like, oh, the, the, I like the day... Before I got like, oh, this is coming up, and you know they were like doing the pre thing, mm. you know, like everyone okay. tune in. But so I thought that was the next day. It was like, no, it's a week later. Oh, okay. <laughs> for a second I thought you had broken an embargo, no, no, and I was like, yes, <laughs> he's like the rest of us. <laughs> pretty clean corrections. Yeah, uh, we didn't do too bad. Yeah, if you have a correction, uh, leave it in the YouTube comments on either the public version or the patron version of this episode. Start with the word correction so I can find it in search. And uh, leave a timestamp so I know what the heck we were talking about. End corrections music. Boop. All right, first off, we got a bunch of little games and mm. kind of cooler games and all kinds of stuff to talk about from this THQ Nordic showcase that happened last Friday morning. Uh, and uh, I kind of I kind of prioritized them sort of based on what I thought people might be the most interested in. Uh, first off, uh, TMNT, The Last Ronin. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to roll this one because it was just like one of those like mostly text-based teaser mm -hmm. trailers. There's not really mm -hmm. anything to look at right. except for like some candles going out and some like Ninja Turtles imagery and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm curious because before last week, I was not aware of this little uh, this this comic, The Last Ronin comic. Oh yeah, yeah. This uh this game. Actually got like leaked a while ago. Too. Yeah, it got leaked a while ago, and then I. What was funny is I saw the 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 article from when they were reporting on the leak first, and like Michael McWhorter was just like spoiling like advanced parts of the plot line <laughs> from like late in the story. Like you're supposed to not know who this character yeah, is. Yeah, you, you just don't said gotta it. do that. <laughs> you don't gotta do that. You can just say what the premise is. Yeah. But the premise is there's like one turtle left, as far as I'm aware. One I've never, turtle I've left not read this, so on I don't a know. quest for revenge. And in everyone else New is New like York City that's been devastated by the Foot Clan. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. So one turtle, and you don't know who it is. Yeah. Unless you've read it. Yeah. He. Yeah. He uses like the weapons of yeah, all, all four of them. them. Yeah. I believe so. That's yeah. cool. Which is that's cool. a cool, yeah, cool premise. Idea. The trailer was cool. It showed you know the four candles, and they all were getting blown out. Or yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's a yeah. metaphor for oh their lives. But, for uh, their toitles. <laughs> yeah, and then, it, so that's going to come to PC, PS5, and uh, Series X and S. It's coming from Black Forest Games, uh, who did the Destroy All Humans remasters. Yeah, oh. they also did the Bubs, Busby game, I believe. Yeah, that's the thing, is like people brought that up, but then I'm like, 
But the Destroy All Humans things were actually pretty good and had like a lot right, of but extra like, content that's, and stuff. That's, yeah, yeah, but it's like, you know, Gone you have a foundation it. for that. You know, you have a frame of reference for that. You're not doing a completely new project. Sure. I'm not saying they're not going to do good work, Bloodworth, but I didn't see that name. I mean, like, we're good. We're, just, <laughs> right. we're good. Right. So I was like, okay. It's like when you dicey. see a blooper team. You're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know what I'm getting yet. I hope yeah. it's great, though. Yeah. But I'm not sold on it. Right. Yeah, it's not anything that gets me excited. Yeah. The concept's exciting. Concept's yeah. cool. Yeah, I think they said it's like God of War-esque, like third person. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. God so, of War inspired. Sure. Yeah. Sounds cool to me. New Turtles game, AAA Turtles game. It's about time. We haven't had a really good one, like AAA, I guess. You know, we have a great 2D ones like Treasure of Venice yeah. stuff. I mean, but, like, I mean, like you're saying, like, I don't know if AAA is exactly the expectation well, it's for THQ, it. Well, yeah. so maybe not. Double AAA. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Still. Still cool. But, you know, it could be, you know, could be good. Could mm-hmm. be in the ballpark of, like, uh, trying to think of a good example. Oh, like Darksiders or something, you know? like Yeah, exactly. Like, not necessarily the best thing in the world, but, like, but still really fun, cool still solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hope yeah. it's good. Uh, next up, we can roll this one now. Roll it. South Park Snow Day, uh, four-player co-op game. And, uh, yeah. Three-dimensional glory. They kept bringing up the 3D three yeah. glory, like well, it's 1995. Like, well, it's, it's, <laughs> well, two things. It's because like the two RPGs, you know, you yeah. do like have like depth and you move around, but it's like was emulating more the style of the show. So it's cool to see them try a different direction because this looks like the N64 game. Yeah, I played like, that game. What I was trying to do, and yeah, just like seeing it fully realized in 3D is like just maybe the next step to take to render South Park. Um, but again, we need to see probably more about what this game is because yeah, they show some gameplay, but it's still hard as heck for me to tell what's very going chaotic. on. It's like, just like so it's a bunch like, of guys just like yeah, gauntlet dudes, or something. And then, yeah, it looks yeah, like it. So, yeah, my, cool. that's my worry is that it's just like a, a gauntlet type, you know, just like action adventure game where you're just going through like corridors I of the town and then yeah, like you like move to a next area. So it's not like freedom of exploration. It's just like level based. And yeah, like, I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed because like the RPGs were like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they really were in tune with like the show humor. The second one was maybe a little rougher than the first one. It came to like the, the hitting the comedy notes, but functionally, like they were both like pretty unique with their right. RPG system. So uh, hoping they were would have gotten a third crack with that. But obviously, that's you know Obsidian. That's Obsidian, was yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is now in the hands of THQ. So and a new developer. So. Uh, yeah, I'm willing to give it a shot. I just need to see like more of it. It mostly matters like like for me like the humor because that mm-hmm. is a driving reason why I liked the first two South Park games. Uh, could have had great RPG systems and all that, but it's like you're calling it South Park. Why yeah. are you calling this South Park if you're not going to try and nail that humor? So yeah. if it's and, just, and yeah. they did say New Kid, even though it's like a multiplayer game. So I'm curious whether yeah whether it's Trying to build off of that same storyline of the past yeah. two games. Well, they, that's the the gag. You kind of like start over like a no power in the second game. So it was like, hey, new kid again. Like we're changing games, so you're back to like nothing. So <laughs> they can just like do it again. Where Cartman's yeah. at the beginning, it has been like I think Cartman in both one. He's like introducing him to like what we're doing in the in the new game. So he's like, yeah, now we're it's like it's a snow day. So like all if they like if they're allowed to reference the past game, but maybe it's a new con- maybe it's something standalone. I would imagine yeah. it's probably standalone. But 
But I think that approach where you are like the new kid and you're playing alongside all these South Park kids and characters that you know come to love that is probably a better thing than controlling one of the main characters instead. Yeah, I also wonder too is like, is it just like a match based arena based kind of thing or is it no like this is actually like like a multiplayer Diablo kind of yeah experience, that's what it know? looked like more yeah. it looked like yeah. uh, Minecraft uh, was it Legends, Legends? Yeah. yeah looks like that kind of to me. Going through so the party. hopefully there will be like some like even if it's not super deep like some RPG yeah elements totally and all that absolutely yeah yeah maybe like make your kid or how you want their class or something like that yeah uh, next up Titan Quest two dude I was shocked when I saw this yeah this the first Titan Quest came out so long ago yeah uh, two thousand six I never played it yeah. but I think Mike had it. Yeah, and I just remember the box art of this game, and I was I like, "Oh yeah, it. oh you do play it? Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I like an ARPG, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little more combatty, but yeah, it's like a ARPG. It's like between Diablo and and more ARPG kind of stuff. Yeah, there's also an anniversary edition that came out in 2016. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so they had a CG trailer. Uh, you get these warriors that come home from battle, and then. Uh, this god retribution appears and just like wipes them out, mm-hmm. and then at the end there's like one guy with a spear, and I think that's probably going to be like your player character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that looks like the guy in the first one, kind of. Yeah, it's just you hard because like, like these kind of armor sets, like they all kind of look like yeah. the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they say uh, the legendary action RPG makes its triumphant return once more. Players will be immersed in the mythological realm of ancient Greece, facing unimaginable challenges, striving for exquisite loot, Ooh. Oh. and combining different masteries to create unique, powerful character builds. Their ultimate goal is to stop Nemesis, the goddess of retribution herself, as she weaves malevolence into the threads of fate. Are you prepared to challenge a deity and etch your own heroic saga? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and they say that you can do solo or co-op. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, cool. And then this is being made uh, by Grimoire Games in Germany, uh, who were behind uh, Spellforce 3. Oh, okay. Which I'm familiar with slightly, but haven't, haven't played myself. Um, and then uh, it's coming to PC, and apparently it's coming to PS5, too, because it was in the PlayStation blog post as well. Oh, oh okay. No Xbox? It might be, but it's, it's always announced. weird because like their press release didn't even mention PS5. Oh, okay. Got and it. And then, then it's on the PS5 page. Well, okay. I maybe, see. Maybe it's coming to Xbox, too. Well, Titan Quest eventually went to like a bunch of different things. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah. Cool. Glad but, to see but this is kind of like the start of like one of the themes of this showcase. Is there's like a lot of these that kind of older franchises uh, yeah. from European developers that are that are coming back here. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Sweet. Speaking of, the next thing, uh, we got an update on Alone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was kind of like just here to be here kind of thing. <laughs> oh. Just yeah. happened to be here. Just to remind you. Yeah, because uh, they, did, they did two trailers, uh, and both of them were focused entirely on the actors. So mm-hmm. uh, Jodie Comer and David Harbour, they're just basically standing in like this empty, foggy room giving monologues. Wait, these are the trailers they showed for Yeah, it? that's it. Like, oh. <laughs> why? You don't see any this environments. Is you don't this see is not any good. Yeah, I say that's, that's not a good idea. You just hear them pitching a monologue. And it's like we already know they're in the game. Right. So. You probably would have been better off just showing the same trailer again. 
for people that maybe didn't see it. <laughs> they I did. Mean, well, they did tell people that the demo is still available. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's hard without hearing it. Like. Well, that's hard with hearing it because it's one of these oh. things where like there's like a vocal treatment where there's like some reverb and stuff yeah. to where like I remember it's very reverby. It gives you this impression that like what you're hearing and what you're watching doesn't really totally match up. Yeah. Um. So it was a little drawing that way. Sometimes games do internal monologue thing where it's like tin can like spring reverb mm-hmm. and I'm like that's not the choice yeah. like <laughs> let's not please do that reverb like you can do it with a little bit of reverb a little bit of presence right. or an echo but like spring reverb is ain't it it ain't it Blood, the vibe of these trailers is weird to me dude <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm at a very small local theater or something <laughs> and it's just like you know just yeah. a small yeah, show. Yeah, you just up on a stage yeah. talking with a spotlight. Like, What's happening, them? dude? <laughs> and it takes me back to like the L.A. Noir days where it's like, look at our face tech. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if this is like trying to show like the, the upgrade or something. In, like, well, I think, yeah. well, they're trying to get, yeah, show off the, the performance yeah. capture yeah. entirely yeah. for sure. And like the PCAP looks pretty smooth. It looks good. Like, whatever. It'll look, I think it would look better in context. Yeah. Like yeah. this... It, this is a tough thing for a video game, even if your performance capture is very great, to pull off because it's like all the focus is on that. Like if right. he was giving this monologue while walking through, you know, a Victorian house or whatever, the, there are other things to look at and concentrate yeah. on, and you know, he might look more in place instead of like you're saying like I on a stage. I really hope the next Kingdom Hearts trailer is like this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, just really, Mickey giving like an yeah. impassion. He's like got a whiskey in his Listen, hand. The darkness <laughs> is back. <laughs> you guys. Uh, but yeah, but I don't know what they're thinking with those two trailers. Yeah. Those I don't understand why you would do that. You can just show something I, I think, spooky I think in the his game. comes across a little bit better than hers. Um, yeah. But again, you have to hear it to even, Yeah, but yeah. still like show me the game more. Right. I guess. Yeah. You know what you do? You do both of those, and then, but you spread them out throughout the showcase, right? So it's like three, <laughs> three, three trailers, <laughs> then her, three trailers, then him, two more trailers, and then one of the monsters <laughs> giving a monologue, but it's all like growls and like this yeah. otherworldly guttural like, speeds that you don't understand. Drinking coffee or yeah, something. Yeah, but he's like, he's like impassioned and he's talking about things and he, he seems to know what he's talking <sighs> about. Then the whole thing is contextualized as a joke and then you're like, oh, this is yeah. wonderful. Uh, yeah, weird trailers, but I still want to play that game. It looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah oh, I'm one of those jazzed for like, that game. Even though I've never played the original, same. Just Dude. seeing like the side by sides and stuff of like, oh, they're like, yeah, they're recreating mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah, the OG one is, yeah, it's jank as hell, but it was awesome back in the day. That yeah. freaking Batman, <laughs> oh. Batman, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> uh, next one, recreation. Uh, coming up, we've we've seen this in. Uh, this looks like some Dawn game. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Dawn's, Dawn's salivating. Uh, THQ showcase, uh, but this is from Ooh. Three Fields Entertainment. Old West. It looks like the uh, um re- uh, track Trackmania. No, I mean it does look like Trackmania in some degree, but uh, th- but this is the uh, the guys who did uh, Dangerous Driving, Dangerous Golf, Danger Zone. Originally, the team that was behind Burnout and the creation oh. of Burnout. Uh, Look at this. this is some good looking track, editor uh, track cool. editing, yeah. Yeah, and so buildings. Uh, they kind of they kind of do like the conversational oh, kind of thing mm-hmm. in here, and yeah, and the total dawn bait. They talk about dinosaurs and jet skis <laughs> in the same <laughs> sentence. Wow. They know they're on. Oh, <laughs> they are uh, Max Pander here. Yeah, I, um, sometimes I wonder 
Honestly, if things are targeted like directly to like, <laughs> one, like Huber or Don, right? <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, so you create your crazy tracks, and you can create them like with other people. That's why they showed like the different colors, like mm-hmm. oh, that's sick. like multiplayer track Wait, creation. Yeah, Ma- map editing. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I think this trailer was it's just trailer especially was so well done because there's like in any game where you have a track editor or anything like that. There's just like a lot of tiny little things that is very hard to describe shortly. And this this trailer within a narrative of the people conversing, you know, like did a really effective job at you seeing the whole scope of sort of what it is, how the editor works, which is really hard to, you know, kind of present in a minute or two. So the trailer looks sick as hell. I'm always like sometimes like a little bit nervous about when when it's like this, like there's a big crazy track you're building and it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of objects you can place, but also they're sort of not within a context of a world. I always kind of like it when it's really embedded within the world. Mm. But uh, needless to say, this looks very fun. And the co-op design thing is like what we've all been always hoping for the perfect yeah that and, and there are shots where things are on the ground yeah, too. And when, well so and that's what i was gonna say end, it really comes together yeah, the the structures all have supports yeah and like i actually really like the side lighting that they have because it makes it feel like a carnival ride kind of like it gives it that sort of a vibe this stuff here at the end yeah there's some great stuff yeah once you see the cars just falling apart yeah. and stuff yeah uh, yeah this looks really fun some of the real-time nature of it like you can be driving and still changing and editing stuff. Like, like it that? seems like an editor. Yeah, they've given that works. impression a couple of times, so I think that might be the case. I yeah. Mean, if you have multiplayer editing, level editing, that would be super good. Like, that's yeah. what I'm excited about is, like, let's say Don and I are making a track, and, like, I'm on the track testing things right. while that's he's adjusting it, where I'm like, oh, no, eh. Like, bank it a little right more, you know? Like, that's mm. awesome. That would be so that cool. cool. Yeah, that's always been the dream. I mean, that's what we're so hopeful for for Mario Maker 2. Was oh, my like God, that. yeah. Just being within the world and seeing the other person, the way they're manipulating their stuff, too, and having that actually work. In a racing game, that's kind of amazing tech, actually. Yeah. That is working, so pretty excited. It does look a lot like that other game, though. What was it? Uh, Trackfest? Yeah, Trackmania. Track oh, Trackmania. Trackmania. Track yeah. Mania? Sure. I think that's what we streamed. Isla and I streamed before that reminded some people of that. Maybe mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's, a, again, really small team uh, behind these things, but they've, you know, they've done a... That looked great. Yeah, they've done a pretty good job of just kind of like slightly, you know, next game is a little bit better, next yeah. game is a little bit better, you know, and just kind of like reinvesting into into their company their projects um yeah next up outcast a new beginning another one of these franchises from uh the the uh pc uh but 1999 i think or something Whoa. was the first outcast okay. oh yeah oh yeah and and actually or uh, um the last time that they showed it uh they had a, a two on there and this time they just got rid of that too. So it was Outcast Two, a new beginning, and now it's just Outcast, oh. a new beginning. Okay, um, that's probably a smart move. <laughs> yeah, just a reboot. How many people know? are going to remember Outcast? It gives me Tribes vibes. <laughs> tribes, for sure. Like the jetpack and that this same kind era. of yeah. There's a lot of jetpack stuff. Setting. Dark Void. Um, you got Cutter it. Slade is this guy's name. What? Cutter Slade. Cutter Slade. And like this a, is them making fun of towers here. Yeah, of course. So like, is it a said, they say it's not enough to jump climb or to just climb every tower as you might do on Earth. And they show this crazy way the web of like how no, doing no. different quests kind of like has 
um, knock-on effects. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's I've got funny. a description of it here somewhere. Um, each each objective Whoa. cleared as part of the interconnected quest system uh, in Outcast: The New Beginning brings the planet of Adelpha one step closer to safety. As you weaken the invading forces with strategic moves like destroying ammo convoys and master quests and challenges across the land, you'll win the support of the Talon people. Oh, so it's like Dying Light or whatever? Yeah, in a way. So, yeah, so they talk about the world changing around you and, and like, yeah, you see, like, things coming back to life and stuff as you're doing more quests and stuff in an area. All right. That seems cool. Uh, and yeah. they'll become stocked with more useful items cool. and stuff like that. The as flying you do more quests. and yeah. the flying and then going underwater looks cool. Like it feels like the promise of Anthem. I like the crazy weird creatures and, here. Yeah, the mounts and stuff. Big really like neat. inflatable cool. elephant whale things. I don't know how else to describe them for listeners. Oh, there's some shooting. But yeah, then you, yeah, you fly up there and start shooting down the spaceships and stuff that are invading. Yeah, I wonder how the combat will be. Yeah, I feel like combat when you have. Combat games you have jetpacks is always kind of tricky. It's either great or misses the mark, I feel like, yeah. Like, uh, oh, what was the Capcom one? There's, there's it's trying Dark to Void. Dark Void. Dark yeah. Void, yeah. yeah. It was but, not I mean, good. Again, this was this predates that by quite a bit. Like, yeah, yeah. The gameplay is pretty similar. To, yeah. I was like looking back on the, the original one a little bit. I remember that logo. The Outcast with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, and the original had a remake that came out in 2017. Mm. Oh, wow. As well. Um, but yeah, nice, pretty, pretty fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Trine Five. Uh, this trailer, uh, like, I know we don't want to like be too dead aired, but I, I really want to see your reactions to this ridiculous trailer. This trailer escaped the Wii marketing playbook. <laughs> it is. <laughs> are two right. are two old men going to show up at the door? Yes. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Oh yeah, he's gonna hop in. Yeah, there he is. One guy comes and hops in and he starts playing Okay, so they're showing that it's couch co-op and that you show up. We get a lot of shots of the cats in this in this. So when they're showing the screen, that's direct feed just placed over a few Yeah, There's no way it looks that good shot off the screen. Oh I'm sure. Because it looks They're fighting a boss battle now. I'm actually pretty All right, all right. Oh we got another friend. What's she doing? What a diverse friend group they have. Oh, I'm like, that's funny. That's cute that he offers the controls. Yeah, so now you got the whole whole party going on here. I thought this would, like, um, get to, like, and, try and, and solving five. the puzzles and stuff together. Trying five, dude. Yeah, like, it's made it to five games. Yeah, like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there somehow these... I missed that there was a four or something. Trying, yeah, try, yeah Trying is oh, always... Oh, the pizza ah! guy's here ah! now. Is he and they give him a controller. <laughs> that is a greasy pizza guy. Bring us some free pizza. <laughs> oh, it's four play. players. Yeah, you can do four, even though it's there's four? just three characters. Yeah. I thought it was always just three. Cool, but yeah, there's only the knight, the wizard, and the thief, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's so, just doubles so up, on just double up on one of them. That's so funny. That's cool. But... Yeah, just the vibe. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're right. This, this is, a is so yeah. funny. Uh, give, a, give a controller to the cat. Yes, give a controller to the cat. Let's play alive, dude. Get um, in there, pizza guy. <laughs> this is a good trailer. Whoa. Um, they do say trailer. the puzzle system adapts to the size of your party, so even players who have been with Trine since 2009 are in for surprises. Hmm. Trine since 2009. Yeah. <laughs> August 31st. Yeah, dude. I played the first one Yeah, way back in the day. It was cool. I think I played yeah. Trine 3 also. Yeah. They Oh, they had... Uh, we, we skipped over it, but there were some post-credit scenes with the pizza guy in there. Uh, <laughs> pizza. <laughs> yeah, did they share the za with the pizza guy? 
the greasy pizza. I don't know if we ever saw a shot of him eating a slice, but maybe. Probably. They didn't want to spring for Zah on set. <laughs> That's a uh, funny trick. Um, and uh, the last one we're going to hit on here, uh, the Gothic remake. Oh, okay. Hey, baby, what are you up to Again, later? The original came out in 2001. I was hitting on it. Oh, because Gothic? Because that's what Blood said. The last one we're going to hit on. Oh, old BW. Old BW. Crows. And then the last game in the main series was Gothic Gothic 3 in 2006. Yeah, so it's been a while. This is a remake, you said? Yeah, so this is a remake. Um, You see this guy. Uh, So what was interesting is they say it's in engine, but like this is so super scripted. (laughs) Yeah. Deep down. Well, it's a cutscene in engine. Yeah, sure. It, it's just one of the like, I, like it's like one of those things. Like I don't, cool. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, blood. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I never played any of these games, so I have no idea what to expect. From I them. think I, I actually like own a box copy of one that I've never cool. opened. Yeah, but hey, I'll check it out. Probably three. So it's like thief or yeah. Like, do you know what the the original games were like, blood? I don't really know much. Um, I I I know it's definitely like, yeah, like. Oh. Kind of like gritty RPG, but I don't know if it's more action RPG or, okay. or what the systems are like. I like all those things, though. But, yeah, that's a, that's part of it, too. Now throw that like, away. They show this guy go through the camp, and then, like, oh, what the? while some other guys are distracted in a fight, he goes and steals their purse. Um, and then he goes off and, like, tries betting it on a monster fight or whatever. Um, but the idea is that they're they're showing this environment. Like, this is a place that people are familiar yeah, with yeah, from yeah. the original oh, game. okay. That's cool. So... They're just kind of seeing how it's all come to life here. But it's like, again, it's like all of these interactions and stuff. It's like NPCs aren't going to be acting like No, this. they're not. Yeah, so they might. To but yeah. some degree. <laughs> no but, game does that. Like yeah, this. the way the, the, the camera's following everybody's motion and everything like that. It's just like, all right. You do get a little, like, hint at, like, oh. this little uh, fire dimension yeah, on guy down there. Or not quite a dragon. A lot of heat waves in this. Yeah, the, yeah. Heat, the heat wave effect is, is prominent, I would, <laughs> I would say. Oh. Uh-oh, whoopsies. Yeah, He's he got caught. Busted. Oh, he got his head bammed on a thingy. But, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I know this game has a good reputation. Mm-hmm. This trailer on its own doesn't sure, yeah, really do anything to sell a me. A tech showcase, yeah. They should have put a pizza man in there. And I, would <laughs> I should have put a pizza man. <laughs> if the, if the pizza same man. greasy pizza man showed up in every one of these trailers, yeah. I would have been like, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll be watching that one. Mm-hmm. We'll be checking that out. Yeah. And then uh, ones we're, we're, we're not hitting on uh, are uh, Space for Sale, Last Train Home, Tempest Rising, and uh, Way, The Way of the Hunter's got another expansion. Okay. Um, but yeah. What do you think? Nice job, THQ. Glad to see you out there putting out some... Hell yeah. Probably some decent games. Mm-hmm. So, it's nice to see, like... I don't mean this is a slight anyway, but like, double-A budget kind of stuff more so. Yeah. I know they are owned by Embracer Group, so... Right. But it's still nice to see THQ out there pumping out games. There's definitely a special place in my heart for, like, that mid-budget kind of, like, cozy kind Hell of yeah. experiences. Yeah, for sure. And bringing back just, like, all of these different franchises. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, so many. I mean, I loved Titan yeah. Quest as a kid. Like, yeah, action yeah, RPG vibes, like, super into it. Just kind of, especially, like, yeah, I think that PC side of things, like, which does, is great. don't necessarily yeah. get this kind of attention. Yeah. And I didn't play it. any of those yeah. games, so it's good for me. I'm stoked. Yeah. Next up, uh, as I said, I got the date wrong last week, <laughs> but today... We did actually get this Modern Warfare 3 trailer reveal. Oh. Uh, as well as a bunch of details and stuff in here. 
and uh, yeah, the trailer kind of shows uh, this infiltration team going in from a submarine and then going through like this big fortress and inside of the fortress there's Shot like, of a silo and yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and uh, a, a cover of Don't Fear the Reaper is playing. Oh, of course no. it is. <laughs> In very uh, Call of Duty fashion. Yeah. <laughs> is it a little girl singing it? <laughs> no. That's a horror game. <laughs> uh, they got some night fish and stuff in there. Uh, and then uh, at the, the very end, they show the, uh, they cut to uh, Airplane. Where a guy's like, it looks like kind of like a 3D printed gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then he gets the text message, no Russian. Oh, and then shit. And he pulls the gun out on the okay. plane. Okay. Oh, Which shit. I don't know for sure, but I like I know there was something in like the post credit screen I of think the last were, game. So I, I don't know if that was that. that same scene. I think he told me something about that. Like, but, yeah. yeah, it was teased. Um, but one of the, the biggest things about this. Uh, you get a little bit of hints of here in the trailer, but not. You don't really uh, get a presentation necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are doing well. For one, this is the first time in a long time that they've done like an actual sequel back to back. Yeah, that's true. Usually they kind of like do one in between. Back, oh like, yeah, that's sep- you know they, right. they yeah, off that, years. Some of these characters are from the previous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Picking up directly from yeah, a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't know it had a cliffhanger. Yeah, and then, um, but then the other thing is that uh, for the first time they're doing like more open-ended uh, gameplay uh, levels and stuff. To where it, it, the way they pitch it almost sounds like an immersive sim or something. Oh. Like you huh. can go in guns blazing, or you can go in full stealth. Yeah, that sounds appealing um, to me, Blood. They're even saying that like one of the guys that had like you know tested a level like twenty times. Oh, and he's like, okay. oh yeah, this is one of my favorite levels, and they asked like. Okay, what do you think of the cave? And it's like, there's a cave. It's like so, like actually, like decent parts it's of like the, a Hitman uh, game. Yeah, maybe. I mean, probably not as in depth, you know. Yeah, and not every level is like this. It's just just some. I think yeah. that's great. I'm really happy they're experimenting with stuff like that. Because when you pump out a franchise every single year, yeah, yeah, things mm-hmm. get stale, and it's good to see them trying new stuff still. Uh, in Gene Park's piece, they also mentioned branching dialogue trees, which I'm curious <laughs> yeah, about. I, yeah, it's, it's probably just flavor text. Yeah. Don't yeah. get too complicated or you alienate your base. They say they, <laughs> they vary and react to player just decisions kidding. or even indecision. So I guess if you don't pick a oh. choice. You see like the time bar go down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe someone will get shot or something if you don't react in time. Yeah. Kind of what does no Russian mean? It's from the old Modern Warfare. It's from the original the, Modern Warfare, The airport too. level. Wake, wake yeah, it was a really big controversial level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember all the details. I'll tell me. It was an airport. A long time ago. And you go in as like... You kill like civilians pretty much. Oh yeah, because you're like yeah. deep undercover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like yeah, yeah. do you go along with what oh. these guys are doing to or, or not? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. So another thing that came from the Xbox interview on Xbox Wire, they mm-hmm. said uh, open combat missions have optional vehicles and equipment to find. Oh. Including armaments, uh, which are basically the same thing as kill streaks in multiplayer. But it's like, okay, well, it's, you're not getting a kill streak to get it, so we have to call it something else. Right, but yeah. But basically those same okay. abilities uh, you can cool. get in the campaign this time around. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, here's the... the uh, 
the pitch for open combat missions, OCMs, <laughs> oh, of course, are an yeah. exciting innovation to the Call of Duty campaign. Not only do these complement the cinematic missions you've come to expect, but they also provide you with numerous additional choices regarding your methods of mission completion. For example, if you prefer to use stealth techniques, you may wish to undertake an OCM with a lights-out approach, using night vision goggles and suppressed weapons, and complete your objectives without your adversaries knowing you were even there. However, if loud explosions and reckless abandon are part of your repertoire, strap extra armor plates onto your torso and hit those targets head on. Hmm. It feels like something I would have heard read 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm. Would have been well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's a Deus Ex <laughs> pitch, yeah. It's like... Yeah, it just depends how involved that kind of stuff yeah. is. I hope that they track the stats like Larian Studios does or whatever, where it's like, oh, what percentage what people of people go run and gun and what percentage mm-hmm. go stealth? Like, yeah. I'm honestly really curious. It's probably like half and half, but... Or, or where does the stealth go wrong? Right. Where, yeah, what's what, that point? <laughs> where people yeah, are like, Oops. Who notices the most players? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did talk about all kinds of other stuff, too. Uh, multiplayer is going to have uh, all 16 launch maps from uh, the 2009 Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, I saw people really excited about this. Yeah, modernized with all the new modes and gameplay features. Um, there will also be uh, 12 all-new core 6v6 maps uh, in the post-launch core. live seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also going to be... F- uh, there's also going to have four huge environments ready at launch and containing a host of new play spaces uh, composed of three brand new battle maps, large scale locations where ground war and invasion game modes will be fought and a single colossal war map. Um, okay, like a battlefield map? Almost? Yeah, it was a huh. war mode that was uh, debuted in Call of Duty World War II. Oh, I played that then. I can't remember if it was cool or not though. Yeah, 2017. Uh, and then some other multiplayer features uh, they confirmed to have day one. Map voting is going to come back. Oh, uh, okay. They call it classic mini-map behavior with red dots indicating when an enemy is firing unsuppressed weapon. Um, all chosen perks will be available at the start of each match. Uh, covert sneakers perk allows for silent movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming you've chosen the correct footwear. Yep. I mean, that's kind of cool if... if Outfits and stuff have gameplay ramifications like that. Yeah. Like if you have loud pan- uh, shoes on or pants or whatever. Right. Uh, they had a lot of nitty-gritty details on movement tweaks and stuff, like being able to like cancel stuff like slide animations and that sort of thing. Whoa. Uh, there's also uh, carry forward. Every multiplayer weapon you currently have in Modern Warfare 2 Arsenal, along with all the new weapons, will be available in Modern Warfare 3 accessible on day one. Oh, that's... That Pretty seems good. so strange to me that they're actually doing that. Yeah. That like, seems like something I wish they did a long time ago. Mm. I mean, like, better late than ever, but very interesting from them. Yeah. And then uh, Zombies is in this one as well. Yeah. Uh, and the blurb for that. For the first time, uh, team up with other squads uh, to survive and fight massive hordes of the undead in the largest Call of Duty Zombies map ever. Wow. Um, Modern Warfare Zombies tells a new zombie story from developer Treyarch. Uh, with missions, core zombies features, and a host of secrets to discover. Okay. The last Call of Duty I re- Vanguard I reviewed, and they had zombies mode, and it was very bad, I remember, when it came out. Oh, yeah? So hopefully this... It was extremely bare bones, I remember, when it came out. So hopefully this one's good right out the gate. So did you play last year at all? Or? I played some of just, like, normal, like, deathmatch stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of the modes, like, Mike and stuff. But I didn't play the campaign or anything like that. Yeah. But he thinks they're good, so... 
Yeah. Cool. It's 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 one of those things where I, I'm just starting to realize is like it's like I knew that I hadn't played Call of Duty in a while, but now I'm realizing it's been a long oh, yeah, yeah, time yeah. since I've actually played Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. I like I never have the urge to play Call of Duty, mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to do it, except for what I did for work essentially. But right. I think the last one I played was when they introduced woman and dog. Ghost. <laughs> I believe that's a ghost, right? Yeah, that one will kick you out of it. I do wonder if that's part of it, too, if it was just like a generational shift. Maybe. When I kind of stopped. I, I would have stopped for good probably after Modern Warfare 2 because I was like, you know, that's enough. Yeah. My golden age with uh, Call of Duty was just Call of Duty 2 back in the day, but a lot of people did for the Modern Warfare games. But... Every time I play them, they're good games. So yeah. I understand the appeal, definitely. Yeah, that's the way I've always felt too. Like yeah. when I jump there jump into those games. like multiplayer and like yeah. dude, there were like fun. so many freaking modes here. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Impre- yeah, definitely a value. I always had more experience with Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a couple years on Battlefield too, so I played a lot of twenty forty two. Maybe we'll see that next year. Twenty forty three. Twenty one forty? Uh no, I don't think you'll see or new Battlefield quite yet. No. Yeah. They working think, on tweaking it more or something? Yeah, they've been tweaking that, right? it now yeah. for a while, which I heard it's in a much better state, but yeah. I think you're going to wait a little, maybe a little bit longer. Okay. you got to let that puppy cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got more news to come, but if you've been enjoying the show so far, please take a second to like and subscribe and ring that bell. It helps us and it helps you stay connected. And now, a word from our sponsors. You hear that sound? That's nothing, baby. That's the sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not using Shopify. And what does it sound like with Shopify? Ah, that's much better. Start selling with Shopify today. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. No matter what size you plan to grow to or find yourself growing to out of your control perhaps, Shopify can take you there. It can handle any size business and take you to that next level. Also, I didn't know this, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is truly a global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash allies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash allies to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash allies. Check it out. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. All right, next up, uh, Xbox 360 Closing its store on July 29th, 2024. The, uh, yeah, we, we've had this pop up with the uh, the Wii U and the Wii. PS3. And the DS. And the PS3 like, kind, of. kind of did. But they, like, they rolled it back to where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you can't really buy stuff on the store. But you can, like, 
load up money from somewhere else and then buy yeah, another. Yeah, it was, yeah it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the 360 is on the chopping block now. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a, roughly a year's head up. So, yeah. I mean, at least it's not sudden. So that's something. And also, unless I read it wrong, you could still buy 360 games that are, like, compatible. Yes. As long as you have Xbox One or Xbox Series XS. So, yeah. you can so still... backwards compatible games you can buy yeah. on the other stores. It's the store itself that's being shut down. Yeah. Uh, so you can't buy things through the Xbox 360. Yeah. It's funny because um, I always kind of assume that the new consoles are just updates or, like, I always assume they're accessing the same like pool, basically. It seems like that now more so. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I guess it, back then if it you go and be, put, yeah, if you boot up a 360 be. and like try to do anything, like you can see yeah. just how ancient it is. And even when you do like the backwards compatibility, it's like v- loading up like a virtual 360. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I guess I'm curious at what games that are not gonna be compatible yeah. that will be lost. I imagine a lot of people are going to put those lists together soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even saw Gerard, the completionist, tweet out, here we go again. So oh, maybe no. they're going to do yeah. another uh, oh, big right. thing to buy Gerard, all the... <laughs> don't do it. Don't Save do it, your Gerard. money. <laughs> I couldn't even do it. My 360 died. Oh, oh no. Crap. The red ring. Oh. It was like the second time I got it. And I was just like, all right. We're done. Yeah, it's a we're sign. out. Yeah, we're done. It's a good point because I'm curious, like, what their policies will be with uh, re-downloading anything. Like, right. re-downloads yeah. are still going to okay. Keep, good. It's like even with like the Wii, I think you can still re-download. Yeah, yeah because but. there's some games that have already been delisted, so like, right. you know, they can't even get them now. It doesn't matter. But like, like an X-Men arcade game mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the Simpsons arcade game. Like, oh you just right, can't get those anymore. Yeah. yeah. So if you like. That that I'm also worried about that at some point whenever they yeah like, when when that will happen yeah but I think you know from what we learned when the stuff was going around with the PS3 in particular is a lot of this has to do with it's it's the payment systems it's the it's mm. the software architecture for how they yeah. process credit cards and all of that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing yeah the right. PS3 and PSN was bad and and here's a, here's kind of a shocker the, the the one of the first things that they led with when they gave this notice was that. Uh, 18 years since the Xbox 360 launched. Just letting oh. you know. <laughs> yeah. Letting you know. Oh, boy. So when you say that, then it's like, yeah, maybe it's about time. Oh, yeah. It's crazy that you can still download all the things that you've purchased, though, because that means that they're keeping some semblance of that. Those servers are still running. They're still paying mm-hmm. for all of that stuff. Yeah, it's just it just They just must don't be have that risk of yeah, know, people hacking uh, in and getting credit card data yeah, and that exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's I, I feel like I wonder if it's not even that much of a cost saving thing. It's just like mm-hmm. I'm sure it is, but it, yeah, if they're still running all those servers and stuff, they're not shutting it down completely. Yeah, well, I think the backwards compatibility for Xbox helps on that front yeah, as well. Does, yeah. yeah, because you know, if they ever did go and you know get like say get the rights to some game that like the only reason it couldn't be emulated now was because of you know some like GoldenEye situation or mm-hmm. something. Like, all right, here's another backwards right. compatible game. And it's like Good dark and they're sky still they're there. still there on the servers. Get, get the Skittles license to come through yeah. and put modern stuff. Well that was GameCube, so oh, yeah, right. I don't think that was three sixty. But the three sixty was like the first console of that generation. So it's interesting that's mm-hmm. kinda of the last one to uh let it go. To to deal with this. First yeah. one in, last one out. Yeah. Um, Such a long time with that uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Like so many of those games, like yeah. th- those are the ones I'm the most curious about. Right? Yeah. Many of those that can't be brought forward. It's like those were digital only. Did they ever find a home somewhere else? So, I know 
you know, I would imagine a decent amount of them did, but yeah, it'll be very. Like, I just want to be shocked. At, like, which one? Oh, that's that's gated there forever, and it's going to be gone. Oh, might want to go get that. Right. So you can still add like funds right now. Like, is that? Yeah, like, they said not, that because Nintendo always has like the funds dates where they shut those off. Like, they didn't seem to like okay. um, give like a like timeline for how that, they just said, they just said it's closing on the July 29, twenty twenty four. So I think it's all going to be like a one and done kind of thing. Sorry that I don't know this answer, but funds added on any like on Xbox Series XS or Xbox One, would those currently work on the three sixty? Is like is one currency right now? Do we know? Uh, I don't know if it really. I don't, don't know if top of my head if like, okay. it works like that because I could see like that's or if you why just they, like buy a game. I could see why why they wouldn't disallow up, uh, adding funds because just like at a certain point oh well you can't spend them on the 360 store but they go forward to right. they're still a part of your Xbox account so just go spend them on the other platforms and buy stuff there yeah, yeah. whereas Nintendo they don't do that back then. yeah Nintendo does not no. had not been doing that so you could not bring those funds at a, up to a certain point I think you, for a little while now you've been able to do that um, another weird thing that's tied to this uh, Again, probably something to do with authentication or whatever. Related to this change, the Microsoft Movies and TV app will no longer function Ooh. on <laughs> Xbox 360. Okay. Which means TV and movie content will no longer be viewable on your Xbox hmm. 360 uh, after July 29th, 2024. Uh, but that content will still be available on Windows 10 or current Xboxes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Interesting. I wonder if that includes the DVD app or not. Because oh. it was like you had to download a separate thing, if I recall. On Xbox, what about yeah. the HD DVD? Yeah, on. Oh, HD right. DVD support. Yeah, what about that? Is that gonna be? Yeah, I'm curious. Can <laughs> I still watch those? I need my. Well, HD I mean, I'm pretty sure you can hook that drive up to your PC and still use it that yeah, way. So, like, I don't think it needs to be tied to the. Uh, no, unless I'm wrong, it's not the same. I, yeah. though. but yeah, end of an era there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wh- yeah. What do you think with this stuff? Is it just just inevitable? There's not really a way yes. to get around it. Yeah, it's inevitable it's for old hardware. Yeah. Hopefully, going forward, it seems like everything will work, like digitally backwards compatible. We work on newer platforms every time. Hopefully, because that's what we're seeing now with PlayStation Four and up, and like Xbox One and up. So hopefully, that'll continue. But yes, things will continue mm-hmm. to go away as we what get further away. Video connection did the 360 have? It was HDMI. It was HDMI. Yeah, you could okay. do component as well, but it, it had HDMI. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. it had oh, both, right? Had comp- mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, all three. Um, I wonder if there'll be like any last minute pushes to get some of those games like certified to be brought like you know to be backwards compatible that maybe haven't obviously I'm going to assume a few are just licensing issues yeah. but if there's maybe anything else that like maybe we see if this could this could work didn't they say out. like a year or two ago or three years yeah, ago they, that they've they ended in the program basically yeah made everything backwards compatible that they could y- yeah but I mean time's you know, change. I mean, change, like, Phil. well, if the person, the, if the team, that, if it's a third-party game, they come forward like, we think we found a way to do this. Can like we revisit this or something? I don't know. Right. Like when you put a deadline in something, sometimes people get a little bit more urgent and take it seriously. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe we should. We were close, but we just gave up. Maybe we'll try again and see if we can do this. Mm. But I feel like, just in general, Microsoft has probably done the best of the big three with the legacy support. So yeah. I think yeah. this isn't going to get as much of it's, like a It's definitely back. better than Stadia telling people that yeah. it's ceasing to exist right before people release yeah. their games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like they did, a, they put so much effort into to the 
the legacy support for this that the common arguments of like oh this is the pitfalls of all digital feature like there'll still be people who point to this that like even despite Microsoft's like huge efforts to do this some games will potentially start to be lost or harder to access but I mean as you Brad pointed out it seems like you know this company's doing a better job now and Microsoft seems to you know would probably want to keep doing as much as they can to preserve that going forward. Like, it'll just be easier and easier to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like a transitional generation. First generation HD, first one with like everyone being largely online, having online shops yeah. and having online purchases, becoming yeah. a traditional thing. So, you know, I feel like you can slightly excuse some of that because it was like just the industry growing at this point. Yeah. Now it's a little bit more standardized. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it was, it's funny looking back on like the original Xbox and. You know, I still like pull out that like Xbox Live Arcade disc on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, it was a disc. <laughs> so I think I had like Miss Pac Man or something on it. I Sweet. forget exactly what was on it. It's awesome. Um, I remember there's a scuffed version of uh, the discs of Tron arcade game on the Xbox Arcade. <laughs> nice. It wasn't as good without the environment and the oh, controller, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, but it's, it's there, <laughs> you know. Nice. Uh, and other Xbox news, one that uh, it might be a little bit more messy to try to sort out, but uh, eight strikes and you're out. Uh, Xbox is introducing a new strike-based uh, community guidelines enforcement system. Hmm. Uh, so basically, players can receive uh, up to a total of eight strikes uh, before they get banned for a year. Okay. Uh, so basically, each strike remains on record for six months. Okay. And okay. it results, each one results in a suspension from Xbox social features for varying lengths of time. So the more strikes that you get, like, each time you get banned for longer. So, like, if you get, like, a mild strike for, like, profanity in your username or whatever, <laughs> you'll be, like, banned for a day. But then okay. if you get another one, then you'll get banned for a little longer and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, at first, like, I think a lot of people that just kind of, like, skimmed over it were, like, eight seems like a lot. Of infractions to have, yeah. But one of the things they explain is that, like, if you do something like pretty heinous, like that can result in multiple strikes. So you yeah. get like oh, okay. three strikes for like one incident. Okay. Like, if you're like okay, okay. using hate speech, strikes, or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah. So uh, it says the the new system attaches strikes to every enforcement, ranging in severity based on inappropriate activity. Each player will now have a view of their enforcement history. So that's interesting. Oh. You can actually look at your profile and see how bad of a boy you've been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, including strikes and the overall impact these have on their player record. This revised system gives player a better understanding of enforcement severity and the cumulative effect of multiple enforcements. Can you see other people's no, enforcement history? Uh, so. Probably okay. not. Um, You're like, this guy's a dick. And you look and he's like, oh yeah, this guy is a dick. Uh, enforcement transparency. You can usually tell that just by the username, yeah, I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, enforcement transparency is about giving players clarity into how their behavior impacts their experience. Our content moderation efforts are not changing as a result of the new enforcement strike system, which I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean. I guess it means just, that the guidelines are the same. They're just yeah, the punishment, the punishment is Punishment is different, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess. Um, and they also clarify there are no automated enforcement actions Okay. Um, it, it's it's all individuals over this. Wow. Yeah. What a job, dude. Yeah. yeah. Just sit there and be inundated with like hateful stuff all day. Yeah. 
Um, Oof, how do you psychologically well, withstand that? They're just like, it's that. not at me, so whatever. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, so if you get suspended, you'll be suspended from features like messaging, parties, party chat, and multiplayer. Damn. Uh, but you will still be able to play single-player games. If you can play them on, not online, right? But all single-player games? Um well, you, yeah, you'll be able to play single-player games. There's another, I forget where it is, but there's another layer where it's like, if you do something that's, like, illegal... Oh, like, yeah, you're gone. You can still be, like, okay. completely... Sus- I see. Permaband. Permaband. Yeah. They send a signal You won't be able to do anything with that. your Xbox that burns it up. <laughs> Digital library. Yeah. Be careful. Phil pops out with a message. Virgin yeah. Phil. Stabs you. You're yeah. done. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, you Xbox get, retains the ability drummed. to permanently suspend all functionality on an account. Account, including access to purchases. Woof. Yeah. Wow. So don't be that bad. Don't be that bad. Bad boy. Uh, They put up this big graphic. It was really complicated, um, which was like a timeline of things. Uh, you had you had to full screen it to even like read any of it. It was, uh, but there were some some weird little things in there. Uh, but you could see like how you, like profanity would do one strike, and the, the other things would get used to three strikes or whatever. Uh, but there's a part on there that <laughs> described as. Quote, user reads community guidelines and improves behavior, uh, which our mods found very funny. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Does that, well, this is something I was thinking about. Like, can you get, so let's say you're at five strikes or mm-hmm. whatever. Can you do good things and have strikes removed? Can you, you like, make up for it? You can appeal. Okay. And then have a strike. But, removed. like, reading community but guidelines it, doesn't remove a strike? No, I think you still have to wait the six months okay. or whatever. For a strike uh, to dude, this expire. Like YouTube, just like all of this stuff. Yeah. Well, YouTube is using bots, though. Yeah. Well, I yeah. hope they keep their word. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I keep hearing more and more online games are moving to this type of like a point-based system for mm-hmm. infractions, and that you earn a certain amount of points, you start getting bans, and severity of ban depends on that, and then points take X amount of time to be removed from your account mm, before. Right. So, I like, whether or not uh, the transparency thing, I think, is a little bit, bit unique that, like, you can just go into your account and see it, I think. Right. Like, yeah. I know... Yeah, well, that's the thing. Some it's like games you can don't s- even, like, show you how many you have. You have to, like, contact support be like, how many do I have again? Or something. Yeah, because they showed that interface and, like, you could see, like, a little bar filling up with each all the ticks of how many strikes you've got left. Uh, as well as what you did wrong in the community guidelines link to see like what they're expecting out of you. So it's, in terms of like knowing, like not feeling like what happened, yeah, yeah I think that's it's good. Yeah, that's good. This is something it, like it helps people learn, I guess. Yeah. I don't understand why people are like, why are you out there being a dick? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's the point? Because they can, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and they recently remember they recently also announced that thing where like you could record uh, the chat and stuff and like oh, yeah, submit it in yeah, reports yeah, yeah. Yeah. separately from like your regular video captures and stuff. Yeah. So that's honestly nice. like I think there there are no probably perfect solutions to this kind of stuff, and I think any kind of move forward or like attempt to do some kind of system like this is good. Like. They have they have to find ways of, of dealing with this kind of stuff, yeah. and especially like for people you know who are more frequently targeted by hate and stuff. Like you know, it's not your fault for just existing. You got to be protected somehow. You know, from somebody just having like a slur against you in their username. You know, yeah, for like no reason. Well, I mean, and we've even run into that before, where it's just like the headache of like 
oh, Hebrew is in this multiplayer game and just never noticed this guy's freaking screen we were, name. And we got a <laughs> I was in that too. Out. I was in that too. We were playing together and, and this person just kept jumping around. They had this hugely offensive name. And uh, it took us both a second to realize it. And then we were like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, oh, how do we ban? And then, like, it was De- uh, Destiny 2, I think. Mm. We were, like, trying to figure out how to, like, ban them, them or, like, kick them. And we couldn't figure it out. Like, yeah. It was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess an upside, but this is kind of PR speakish to me. But uh, <laughs> our data shows that players typically stop inappropriate behavior after one enforcement. Quickly learning what is and is not acceptable based on the community standards and how to better engage our platform. Uh, and they had said something like 1% of players oh, wow. are, are like doing this stuff. Get in for, get in need enforcement anyway. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I, and I, I'm, I suppose like 8% of that percent is like an 8-year-old who doesn't understand what they're doing is wrong. And like all they need to do is be told and they're like, oh, shoot, sorry, you know, like I didn't mean to hurt anyone, you know. Like some of it is a learning experience, a learning opportunity for people. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that there's space for that, <laughs> you know. Some of it is just like, and I'm glad that different infractions are worth different points because some stuff I'm like, get the fuck, just get them out of here. Like, get thee gone. Get yeah. behind me, Satan. <laughs> you know? I just don't use voice chat either. Oh, no. Don't never, talk to me. ever. Never, yeah. ever. I never use voice chat. I don't look at chat. I don't look at people's usernames. <laughs> but I turned on the voice chat in Modern Warfare 2 oh, no. player one time, oh. and it's like the entire lobby. And it was just like <laughs> oh, insane, God. like sounds constantly, like just like oh. people freaking out. Shut up. Yeah, like yeah. you saw like just like chaos the whole time. Well, yeah, it's always somebody like just like blasting the news or yeah, like yeah. Papa Roach or something while they're like, eating Yeah, blasting Cisco like, or oh, something. Oh my God. Like what? Complete <laughs> pandemonium. Like, oh, you hear kids crying in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, shut up. Yeah, I oh. do. Sometimes I'll have proximity mics on in Sea of Thieves, right? And I've had good experiences. Uh, oh yeah, me too. Battle bit was really good. Yeah, like usually, usually it's like funny. Like I was just showing my sister and my mother-in-law my boat and like showing them Sea of Thieves or whatever. Um, and so I was wasn't playing and I was alone on a galleon, at, which is a four-person ship. And these two people came. And I was out in the middle of the ocean because I'd been sailing around. And they came on my boat and, like, they were like, are you, are you soloing a galleon right now? And I, like, I didn't have voice on, so I was just like, I, you know. And, th- and then the guy was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just playing music for them. And one guy was dancing around. And then the other guy just kept killing me. <laughs> and then he was like, I don't know why he's doing that. He's not very nice. <laughs> And then so they started sinking my ship and then blasted fireworks as they sailed away. Okay. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, going back to like early Xbox Live Arcade stuff, I remember, uh, yeah, when voice chat was still a new thing for me and like Crimson Skies, just like we're just full on conversation, get oh, to yeah. know this guy. Like we just yeah. met at a club somewhere. SOCOM <laughs> 2, baby. Dude, I was just going to say, SOCOM, I've told this before, but SOCOM on the PS2, because I had that internet thing from the beta for Final mm. Fantasy XI. We were playing SOCOM, and this little kid from, I think he was from Kansas, he was like 12, he was a tactical genius. He was like giving giving orders to the team. We won every time. Nice. <laughs> I was like, just do what the kid says. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well the, the other good thing too, I think, like with the system in place is like, they can look at feedback, they can look and see how things are going, and mm-hmm. like, 
if you have the tools there and it's just about it's like okay more strikes or less strikes or increase the value of this thing or that thing then yeah hopefully uh, it'll improve also this week Yay. uh following its steam launch Overwatch 2 has become one of the worst-rated Steam games <laughs> of all time. Yes. Sure it has, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. However, it also appears that the majority of those votes driving those reviews come from Chinese players mm-hmm. who have been frustrated that the, uh, at the partnership that fell apart between NetEase and Activision, which oh, left yep. them without oh, being able to play the game yep. on a national server Any Blizzard game. or get yeah. access to their accounts. Yep. yep. Yeah. The first at they, all, can, they can't play it at yeah. all. They can't. Well, oh, they right. can play it by like VPNs and right. getting onto global service, yeah. but, but that introduces But lag, their original yeah. Chinese accounts they can't yeah. access. Oh, that right. sucks. So this is the first time they could vent in an official capacity. Yeah. Because so. Blizzard games usually aren't on Steam and they don't yeah. have these robust review things on right. Battle.net. So. Yeah. Huh. Just unleash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, they did point out, though, that there are a lot of unhappy people from around the world. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Overwatch oh, 2 has not been well-received generally, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's way worse games on Steam. I'll there's, tell you that. <laughs> we just played one. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that sucks that yep. they can't play it. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is celebrating 3 million players. Fuck yeah. Cool. Obviously game on Game Pass, but still pretty I great. I mean, still. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is launching a week early on October 5th. Good. And Alan Wake 2 is launching 10 days later on October 27th. Good. G- yeah, probably good. They're good getting out of the way of Mario and Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, smart moves. Good idea. Smart All moves. Around. Yep. All God. Around. It's just so funny to see like the release calendar just scatter. Yeah. You go that way. I'll go this way. I love it, blood. It's like a giant AOE. Run. Yeah. Run. Run. Like, uh, they Spider-Man did. AOE. They did with Boulder's Gate, too, on PC. Yeah. 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 It's like, good if it's like, the if you're going to get cannibalized and the game's ready to go, Yeah. It's the cataclysmic wave of content, AOE, that they're, like, getting out of there. I, like, as we've been sitting here and doing this podcast, it keeps hitting me in waves where I'm just like, oh, my God, yeah, Liza P is coming out. Oh, my God, yeah, Armored Corps. Oh, like, I just keep remembering games I'm actually interested in that are coming out in, like, three weeks apart from each other. Yeah, so many. This is the craziest so year ever, for real. Sea of Starfield. See if Star are those the same day now? Not the same day, but pretty pretty, pretty close. close. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, like close. Starfield Early Access was like the thirty first, which I totally forgot the first, about. First, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But Sea of Stars is like the twenty ninth, yeah, I think. Like a day yeah. or two apart. Whoopsie. Yeah. Whoopsie. Uh, and everyone's still gonna be playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Before I mean, those come out. I, uh, I am still loving Baldur's Gate and I'm not even in Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And I'm 40-something hours in, 36 yeah. hours in. PC Gamer's review was Bonkers. like 160 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm snacking on it, dude. I love it. Uh, that DLC for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, Dimension Shellshock, finally got a date. August 31st. Oh, month. my God. <laughs> okay. Smell you later. Well, you can probably do that in like a sitting. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Great group stream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really curious how, how replayable it ends yeah, up being. Yeah, true. After the Streets of Rage one, uh, Stephen Totillo did the digging. Remember that uh, that partner, yeah. the Embracer group that oh. just like just, just like atomic bombed their the entire strategy. Yeah, the two billion dollar deal that was lost. Yeah. He found out who it was. 
It was a Saudi government-funded savvy games. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Uh, and and we knew the terms. Was that of the for deal. sure, or was that still a legend? Mm-hmm. But that part is for sure. Okay, yeah. that's wow. pretty for like not officially confirmed, right. but pretty much that's solid. Um, but yeah, so the way the deal was going to work, it's not that they would have invested because they already have invested in Bracer Group. Mm-hmm. It's that they were going to be putting $2 billion of funding into like all of these games oh. that were going to be developed and published and A stuff like that. cash infusion. Yeah. 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 That's uh, crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're, uh, that uh, Savvy Games was established uh, using Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Uh, which has also been involved in controversial investments in companies like Nintendo, Intake mm-hmm. 2, NEA. Um, and so, like, a lot of people have been like, oh, not comfortable Capcom. with all this. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're getting in everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're getting into gaming at all. They bought some esports teams or something like that, too, yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. they spent a lot on they esports, spend, yeah, actually. They're, they're which, spending billions upon yeah. billions. Yeah. Wild. And live golf, too, and all that stuff going on. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Netties again. We're tracking the Netties yep. moving and shaking all around the world. <laughs> yeah. They're in Austin now. Interesting. Uh, they've established another new studio with veteran game developers. T minus zero Entertainment in Austin, Texas, is being led by Rich Vogel, uh, who was the leader of Sony Online, Bioware, and Bethesda Studios in Austin, uh, and also worked on games such as Ultima Online, Star Wars Galaxies, and Star Wars The Old Republic. Mm. Mm. Uh, they are developing a new online multiplayer-focused third-person action title set in a sci-fi universe. Okay. So. All right. Third-person action. I mean, that sounds like so many games. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's like one of those things. you got a lot of words put together, but then I'm still not yeah. sure. Like, yeah. is it an MMO or right. not? I don't... Probably... But yeah, probably yeah. something like that along those lines. Yeah, but like Makes sense on their history. If you get one that's even like moderately successful, oh yeah, like DC Universe Online, that's just what, announced another uh, update this week. That's yeah. what Sony's hoping for like, with those live service things they're making. Yeah, just need to get like one or two. Yep. All right, it's time for love and respect. Oof. Love and respect. From Jack Harmony. Hey, allies. I feel like there's been a growing backlash against narrative-driven games, especially ones with a cinematic presentation. Hmm. Quote, if I wanted a story, I would watch a movie. (laughs) Uh, Is a very prominent talking point I see people make these days about games like uh, The Last of Us or God of War, Mm. with some even going as far as to say that games like these should just be movies or even no story in any game is good. What? <laughs> I, I've heard you say that before. <laughs> Listen, I got, that I, was a long time ago. <laughs> hey, we, I got, we got the wish. Yeah, and, and, the and I like the show it. more and than I the game. It. Like, yeah. Sorry. I put my money where my mouth is yeah. with that one. I um, like the show a lot. It makes me think that a lot of people just see games as toys to press buttons and release some rewarding uh, brain chemicals rather than interactive true. pieces of media yeah. or art. I mean, that's all of the human experience if you boil it down so far. Uh, why do you guys think this backlash has grown in recent years? It baffles me that these people can't comprehend that interacting, even with a heavily scripted narrative, can provide an experience that just a movie would not be able to. I think yeah. that it's... the Like, when people say that... They don't mean they don't want story in games. I think that they want the story in the game to be told to them differently than a, than a game might be doing it. 
you know, because like people like stories in games. They like to be in, involved, and they like to like Spider Man. People aren't whining about that in Spider Man. It's just because of certain presentation styles might not align with what they wanted in that experience. Spider Man f- might fit into the people that I'm sure. Make okay, this but yeah, well, whatever. But like, I think that it's more about like they want to be controlling things while story is unfolding instead of just sitting there while a scene is happening. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I kind of think Isla is onto something really big there. I think it has to do with a lot of people is like, like huge ma- part of the portion of the playing audience is like very limited on time, right? Maybe they only do have a couple hours in the evening to play or whatever and like when a game is just, even if it has a great story, is taking con- the control part of it is very satisfying. So like if you're getting a story and you're not being able to control in any way, maybe that's, you know, half an hour of story or something, and you're going, well, you know, frustrated with it in that sense. But, uh, you know, so it's probably just styles of the narrative presentation because if it's being presented, great stories being presented while you're interacting, it's like, who's going to complain? The the thing that's annoying about it is, like, when people say, like, oh, like, oh, this shouldn't be, a, like, oh, not my Final Fantasy or, like, this should just be a TV show. It's like, not everything has to be for you. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this just isn't the thing. There are 800,000 other things that came out in 2023 right. in the last week <laughs> that you could play instead of playing this TV show. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, just stop playing it. There's no pressure. Get yeah. a refund if you can. Stop playing it. Who cares? What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think there is a, definitely a thing of people just like, well, playing a game, I just want to play the game, kind of thing like that. And if they have to watch a cutscene for more than a minute, they like just lose track and just start going on their phone because that's just what people are nowadays. Yeah. So I think a lot of people do that. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't blame some people. Like, I love Metal Gear Solid Four. I love that game. <laughs> long ass cutscenes. Hour long cutscenes. Long ass cutscenes in the game, and I get why some people don't do that. But uh, yeah, it's just like. It, there's a, so many factors. The, is the story even appealing to the person who's playing? Right. Maybe if they're into the story, they're willing to put up with different methods of storytelling they wouldn't normally be or something like that. Right. There's a whole bunch of different factors to it. But yes, definitely story is like a thing that people like to dunk on. I guess if, if it's story of you watching a cutscene. Nah, I think more than anything, for most types of games, story can get in the way of the game part. Of right. a video game. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are like visual novels. There are like story driven experiences that do unique interactive elements. That that is what it's about. Yeah. But the one I continuously will cite to the end of time is I have do not give a shit about story in a two D style Metroidvania game. I don't need any story in that because there have been there they are there are numerous examples where like there's bare bones narrative. I just need a premise. I just yeah. need to know my objectives. And let me go. Let me explore. Let me figure out. Like the, it's the environment and the atmosphere, and that's like it, it's pacing. It feels like I'm getting immersed, and that's what it's about to yeah. me. It's about immersion. Yeah. Yeah. Immersion doesn't always mean deep story. I have nothing against deep story in games, and I like some games that do have a, like a stronger narrative to them. It's just the balancing act of knowing when to give your player story, when you know they're probably going to be invested and want to know more about the story versus how long are you keeping them from like playing something that like that was the good part and right, you kind of right. like take that away from them. So it's like a delicate balancing act, I feel like, with a lot of games. The ones that I complain about are the ones where like, man, you just dropped like a 40-minute cutscene on me and I 
what did I learn? What did I learn from this? Did it need to be forty minutes? And man, we were like doing this great sequence, and it's like I'm, I'm like ready for the next thing. Can like we just get to that? And yeah, it's just everyone has a different preference, and that's when it comes to a lot of different types of games for me, I just sometimes like, I don't really need to know the story for this or I'll go back and play it again. Like if it's a, like a short enough game, like, you know what? I'm, I'm having so much fun with this game's premise. I'm going to go with this and like, I'll pay attention to the story next time or something like that. There's like yeah. nothing wrong with it. I think in a lot of games like this, it's the whole thing of play it how you want to play it. So some people need to stop getting so upset when they find out I didn't, I didn't watch any of the story. It's like, then who cares? Did you like the game? Yeah. If you start complaining about a game and it's like the narrative made of like done something, then sure, like, you know, may be aware that you skipped out on a, a chunk of a game. You might have missed some context or something like that. But yeah, it's just, it's just nuanced to me. And yeah, like, and sure. Like, it's an argument between Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2. I can't tell you how many people I know <laughs> will always say Galaxy 1 is superior because like, oh, it had a story. It had like a it had a premise. It had like the had like the 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 hub area with like the Rosalina like cute storybook thing, which was all that was. And like Mario Galaxy 2 takes all that away. It's a streamline. I'm like, "Well, yeah, because it's a sequel and you get to the good stuff and like you don't I don't need it's the same story again. I don't need to have it like drawn out." And they're like, "Oh, it would have been so much better if they went like, no." To me, it's like, no, absolutely not. The second one is better for that. And, like, honestly, as nice as the narrative, like, elements were in Galaxy 1, it's like Galaxy 2 just does everything better, in my opinion, in terms of, like, the gameplay and level design. So it's like, to me, 2 is always the superior one. And I will generally always choose better gameplay, better environment design, just better overall, like, just design of a game over slightly weaker but an amazing story because, like, I'm playing a video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, my preference is always, like, lore-based stuff, like a Souls or a Outer Wilds or whatever, where it's, like, you find all the scraps in this vibey, cryptic, weird nightmare, and you just kind of put them together. That said, uh, I'm loving Baldur's Gate 3, and that's, you know, deep, crunchy RPG, CRPG stuff, and a shitload of story, and a lot of voice acting, and a lot of reading, and a lot of stuff. But one funny or interesting element there is... Uh, you're not locked into the pacing. If you finish reading the sentence, you can space bar and it'll start the next one, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas Last of Us or God of War or whatever they mentioned, you know, you're seeing the cutscene and if you skip it, you skip it, you know? Yeah, oh, maybe. I see. Yeah. Like, even in uh, Baldur's Gate, like, you can skip part of a cutscene and the animation will just go to the next part, you know, and you're at the next part of it. So it's like they're still letting you control the pace. So you never feel like you're being held captive, like your time is being robbed by their storytelling choices. You can control that still, and maybe that's what people prefer in a game because it's like they don't want to feel the passage of time. Maybe. I think, yeah, because to me, I think what Damiani said about pacing is really a big part of it, and, yeah, it, and that can yeah. different people can take that different ways, right? But. Like when I see something, you know, like, like we're saying, like something like a God of War, or like a Spider-Man, or something, I was like, it's well presented, it's well shot. There's like a lot of you know expressiveness, yeah. and the and just like everything that's happening on screen, like that stuff doesn't usually bother me. It's more of like, okay, we're I my character is right there, and I feel like I could control them, but no, we're gonna like just stop. And just have like a wave of VO yep. Yep. come over you, yep. That's or you do the like just... walk five feet and then, and then like oh, interrupt you, cut 
yeah. cut to a cut scene without yeah. even like he just takes the control away from me like out of nowhere like oh okay thanks I yeah I don't I don't love when I when they take the control away from me when the camera does something I don't want it to do like that's that's when I get a little irked like it doesn't make me well, sometimes it does but like that that's when I'm like uh, I don't or know. like when <laughs> you get the games that are like they want to explain like the systems but not just the systems but like all of the lore behind the systems before you do the thing and I'm like I get it like I got yeah. it before you started explaining it stop right. explaining it to me yeah <laughs> and like what better way that to learn than by doing you know yeah and obviously that doesn't apply to everything like you know a house of ashes or whatever like mm-hmm. obviously I'm here to just push a button every 5 minutes and that's I'm loving it you know but yeah and uh another thing I I don't think every game needs to do the ones that do this and maybe it was like Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring film was the first one to be guilty to popularize this but you don't need a long sequence of exposition or text at the beginning giving you context to a world Mm -hmm. with all these unique terms and names and stuff it's like let the person get into the game slowly explain that stuff like don't just drop they don't just do a lore yeah. dump on people right. like i, I mean hate tutorials those. can be that way too that's what I'm, you know, we're yeah, talking, yeah. sorry what are you talking about the tutorials i was like exactly like the, i hate times when they drop it on too thick it's like minimum's better at first and then well and it shows a lack of confidence in your own world building like yeah. if you have solid world building it speaks for itself you don't need to have a narrator be like this is called the Grarblarks uh, every from software game does that yeah but it's like a two minute thing and they're, oh, it's know, all nonsense con- I mean no yeah, yeah. it's story it's context no, yeah. for the world but, but you don't know what any of it means until later when you're like oh that's well, I mean, yeah, you piece it together I mean, maybe yeah. it's like Lord of the Rings is just like more context for it because people would probably be Lost so hard. Well, they had, yeah, like they, they had to do it, but like that, I, I, I didn't qualify that. I, to me, Lord of the Rings, they may could have done it a different way, but like it was a little bit more necessary for that because. Damiani just said Lord of the Rings is terrible, Brad. <laughs> and he hates, he hates did I, did I the Lord it? of the Rings. Watch his extended cuts. No, yeah, you got upset when I said I didn't <laughs> yeah, watch I did. the extended cuts recently. People back me up. You're like, what? I love the extended, extended editions, man. No, I love that stuff. But like, not everyone can pull that off, I know. or has yeah, yeah. a thing. When you point out Metal Gear Solid Four, I want to say it's kind of relevant to this too. Is that sometimes people know what they're getting into because they're already right. invested, so yeah. you can get away with more mm-hmm. of this stuff because. People want those payoffs. Lord of the Rings, like some people, are like yes, I can see it on screen. Give me all that, like that beginning opening sequence that explains the history of the world or the ages and stuff, and like what the hell was going on. Because now I understand the stakes, how serious this One Ring was, how serious Sauron was, and oh shit, like the world almost ended one time. This is bad. Whereas like Metal Gear Solid Four, same thing. It's like, dude, I want these like payoffs. I want these right. like long interactions with these characters I've known for years. But like first entry in a new IP, it's like don't do. This that like don't lord dump right. on me it's like not yet you can well, do this in the sequel or something or down in a few hours from now that's why i don't understand people being mad at last of us 2 or god of war 2 or whatever it's like how do you not know what you're getting into yeah how do you not know that this is the game you bought yeah like atlas fallen sure we don't we didn't know there was going to be just a bunch of talking that they don't let you move during like that's not great but we didn't we didn't know what we were in for, so we can be annoyed by it. But it's like if you're buying Last of Us Two, it's like you know what the fuck Last of Us Two is. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, the slow walk is definitely a pet peeve. Yeah. And I hate then, it when the uh, camera like takes And then the worst the wor- uh, it maybe it's getting better, but it still hops up now and then, is that like I'm like I'm going through the world and somebody's telling me about something and then I somehow just 
cross the invisible oh, yeah. tripwire yep. of, oh, here's yep. this other dialogue that needs to play yep. here. <laughs> like yeah, and it's like, time this There's out, guys. no way for oh. me to go back and listen mm-hmm. to what you yeah. were going to finish saying. Oh, also, yep. audio logs that are, like, Viewfinder did this and it really bothered me. Like, the gramophone with the audio log, and it's like, I'm vaguely interested in this, but not enough to stand here and listen to it. Like, <laughs> let me keep hearing it over there. Like, don't make it distance-based. Yeah. Hey, but some games do give you the dialogue log, so you could like go yeah. back and replay audio, stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. Persona does that. Some more recent the Fire Emblem games do that. Yeah, the dialogue. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 does that? Mm. Oh, it does? Yeah, nice. That's I'll actually nice. often do that. Where I'll like, I will skip if it's available, and then I actually, read it later. when I'm at a play session, oh, yeah. in that play session, like at the end of my play session, I'll go back and just read that all at my, and like have it, you know, yeah. relaxing, absorb it. Yeah, and sometimes the audio logs are like that too. Like when you pick it up, they'll play, but then you, when you go to look at it, it's like, oh, it's just the whole text is right here. That's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. I just had a crazy yeah. idea. Remember when Xbox was all about second screen experiences? <laughs> what if a game did what? Just have what, a podcast feed of your audio logs. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, or like or it like kicks the story to an. It's like it's like Destiny Grimoire, but done interestingly. <laughs> where it's like the companion app like updates you on lore chunks and like story elements that are like side stuff that you don't really need. But it's like on your commute in, if you're on the train or whatever, you read about like this character's backstory that you wouldn't right. have otherwise seen. That could be interesting, but yeah. it only unlocks. It's like active time lore, but it unlocks on your phone app mm. as you hit yeah. those parts of the game. Yeah. Could be interesting. Also, hate when there's too much shit going on gameplay wise, and they're trying to dump story. Oh on my you. god! Ace combat. Uh, yep. <laughs> Don't Stop. talk to me while I'm Stop. fighting something. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> and you, there's no way to like. There is no log, so you can't hear it again. It's like what? <laughs> if I'm like fighting a boss, I'm not hearing what the NPCs are saying to me. Like I just am not. It's combat. There's all this political craziness mm-hmm. going on. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get to this guy's tail. <laughs> That's why I feel like the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, it feels like that was on purpose, though. Like, there's all this heady shit going on, yeah. but you're, like, fighting and you can't parse any of it. But, like, I think that was on purpose, you know? It's, like, part right. of the satire. I don't know. Uh, from Shy Ambar. Hi, allies. Uh, this will be a little messy, as I am emotional. Sorry. Uh, I just want to say thanks for everything. This will be my last submission for the near future because of some financial problems, and with two dollars, it becomes very scary. Uh, I've been a fan of GT from, uh, or I've been a fan from the GT times. Uh, I found my old laptop, and when I press G in Chrome, it still auto-completes it to game trailers in Aww. Gmail like today. Uh, there was a time uh, that you were the only media content I paid for. I'd still be a lower, loyal viewer, but now as a commoner. Uh, thanks for all you do. I will be back, and hopefully at a higher tier. Um, if it's not too long, I'll add a question, which is absolutely your question. Uh, what is the most role-playing thing you do when you're in a game? For me in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, as I'm changing clothes for every situation, like when I go to sleep at a stable or at my house, it will be in different clothes mm. or for different types of battles or quests. I love that. That's cool. I definitely... Well, first of all, thank you for your comment, and thank you for... That is really nice to hear. Hopefully things get better soon. Um, I well, I mean, like, Baldur's Gate 3, like, I'm playing a druid, and I will often do, like, what a druid... I'd be like, well, I'm a druid, so I would I would go for the balance of nature thing. Like, mm. I, would, I would say this, you know? So just RPing in general, but... I don't always do that so hard. Yeah, definitely. With the games, it's like the character I'm playing as. Like Arthur Morgan, you know. It was more like, what would Arthur do in this situation? Not necessarily, what would I do? 
kind of thing like that. And uh, I don't do it too often, but like Final Fantasy fourteen, like log out in the inn, the bed. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, do that. I was gonna say yeah. When any of the the seasonal events come up, I always throw in like the seasonal clothes yeah. to to be in the vibes. So yeah, especially like when we get to like the the Halloween and like the 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 winter one. Like I love that time. Yeah, I guess I do do that for in stuff like Sea of Thieves or whatever. I'll always get to a dock and then log out, even though you don't have to. You could just quit, you know. Right. It's like we always like finish, you know, <laughs> and like even if we don't have anything in our in our hold, you know, we're just like yeah, let's. Go to the inn, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brad, during yes. uh, Distant Worlds, when they were doing uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII music on point, they were showing part of like the end, near the end of the game of remake. Mm-hmm. So Sephiroth, Cloud, and uh, Cloud wasn't wielding the Buster Sword. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh no, no, no! Like, <laughs> like, RP, like uh-uh. I just got some poor interns uh, B roll. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, nah, you, you should reshoot that yeah. quickly. <laughs> reshoot that, please. <laughs> That's recapture so that footage that's so funny yeah there's definitely a lot of like because I've been playing a lot of Zelda lately too where it's like I, I, I feel that with the the different costumes and stuff and it's like alright well, like which one's the the canon costume or whatever for this thing that I'm about to do I also will um, in games in a lot of RPGs and stuff Baldur's Gate Zelda whatever I'll like um, not Zelda, I guess, but um, try to avoid having a giant stick coming out of my back when I'm having yeah. a serious cutscene. Yeah, um, I'll like heal an NPC or mm. like feed an NPC. Like if they, like if an NPC in Baldur's Gate got like hurt during combat or something, I'll heal them after just to be like, I'm a good person. I'm gonna help you out. You know, nice that kind of stuff. And I murder anyone who owns a slave <laughs> in in every CRPG ever. So that's an RPG thing I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, from Unexpected Enemy, Matthew Weckl. Uh, how do you allies with a new 3D Mario game imminent, whether released for Nintendo's next hardware or a cross-gen game, what are your expectations now that the new mainline 2D Mario game, Super Mario Wonder, has been revealed to be a more creative twist on the Super, new Super Mario Brothers formula? Do we still think that we're getting an Odyssey 2, something completely brand new uh, or something more like a fully realized iteration on Bowser's Fury. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, I'd like to know their sources that they know this is eminent. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, wow, okay. okay. Uh, I think they're thinking on the September Direct or something. It's like, who knows if it'll be announced there. Eminent in a cosmic scale. Yeah, like within a year. In Nintendo, Nintendo terms, scale. a year is yeah. like eminent. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, per, I pers- I know, uh, personally, I hope it is iterative on uh, Bowser's Fury because that concept for a 3D Mario game seems really good. Um, the fact that like you can have the cho- choice, the freedom to go between different like kind of like areas slash obstacle course like environments, and as you complete them, it builds out the rest of the world in a certain direction, and that has a lot of possibilities. Because what would like an open world Mario game be? Like, is there even such a thing? And it's like this is not quite open world because like the world's very small first, but it keeps you know iterating yeah. on itself. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of it's uh, it's kind of like the Banjo Kazooie slash uh, ukulele style of like the levels evolve. Mm. It's taking that in like an instance, but now applying it to like just the general world. So it's like con- it's a seamless. And I'm like, that's. A pretty good iteration right there, and I'd like to see them try their hand on a full-blown game like that, you know, with a proper development time. I could definitely see where, like, each level is, like, an open field kind of concept like that, like open world mini 
thing. I I'm always like thrilled because like who who had Mario drug trip on their on their bingo card? You know, like who who could have seen that coming? So I, I do love to be surprised by what weird stuff they do. And Odyssey was no exception. Like possessing mm-hmm. a T Rex, didn't see that coming. But I could definitely see Odyssey because it's basically a spaceship. I could see Odyssey being Odyssey, but then having galaxy type stuff in it, where it's mm. like the possession and the gravity and the Bowser's Fury style worlds, like each planet, like maybe there's an open world stuff and then it's a hub to different little mm-hmm. levels. Like I could see them kind of combining all of them really successfully. Um, I think it could sure. just be bonk- bonkers. And you call it Mario Universe. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> Bowser's Fury did need better theming, so they can yes, go with that. Did. Yeah, I will say real quick, the what I like think is likely is that whatever it is, it'll probably I think it'll be unique. I don't think it's gonna be yeah. an Odyssey two. No, I don't think it's gonna be Galaxy. I don't think it's gonna be Galaxy Three or Super mm. Mario three D World Two. I think it'll be something new. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It might I think it'll definitely continue on with some of those ideas. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And I think even though it's you know, Wonder is the two D game or whatever, um I still think they will probably give it close to a year before the 3D game comes out? Probably. I don't think they're going to put them too close together. I mean, if and they've Switch got the 2 Peach hits game too. holiday 2024, that might be. Or a, what is it? A, a video game starring Princess Peach? Peach right. Whatever they Untitled Princess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's just going to be a launch game for Switch 2 or whatever mm. it is. So whenever that comes out, I guess, yeah. then we'll know. What if secret back half of Mario Wonder is... He does some really crazy drugs, and it goes 3D. It, actually, it is 3D, yeah. yeah. That would be insane. Like, mm-hmm. that would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a game. Oh. Ooh. From Jack Grossman. Hello, allies. Today I have a game for you called um, Actually, uh, which is based on the College Humor game. I was going to say, Dropout wants their, yeah, their lawyers are on the phone. Yeah. Uh, the way um actually works is that I have given six statements about video games that have something incorrect in them. Oh, okay. It's up to the panel to buzz in and correct me on what is wrong. Do we have to start with, um, actually it's blah, blah. Yeah. There's, okay. there's two rules. One, you must say um actually before you make your correction. Okay. If you don't say it, you don't get the point. <laughs> uh, and two... Uh, you can buzz in at any time to make your correction because it's more important to be right than to let someone finish their statement. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to like put your names down here. and We should start a controversy drama about that. What? Game rules that you have to finish, let the person finish asking the question versus being interrupted. Oh, yeah. Oh. Which is the superior, which is the correct way for a contestant. Like yeah, which is the which is the better format? We'll, we'll make that a question on Mysterious Monsters. There you go. And see yes. if someone interrupts him to answer it. All right. First statement. One of the main focal points of the Xenoblade franchise are the worlds they take place in. In Xenoblade Chronicles, the game takes place in a world consisting of two ginormous dead titans, the Bionis and Mechanis. In Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the world of Altaria is inhabited by large living titans who act as different nations. And the world of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Ionios, is an island which contains remixed areas from the two previous games plus new areas. Um, actually, ginormous isn't a word. <laughs> uh, actually, it's the uh, third thing. Damn, <laughs> I played it. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know what the one? part, like, the... I haven't... I, I, 
Can you say it again? Is it's, it that they're not called worlds, um, actually? Well, they got... I'll, I'll be transparent. It's Bionis and Mechonis were right. I don't remember two's world's names right, so that could have been it. Three, the thing is an island, though. I don't remember... Like, it's a circular world, like... And there's, like, a gaping hole. Well, the Future Connected explains why. But I don't know if that's it. I don't want to get it wrong. I'm trying to think. But it could be an island. I don't remember, like, look, like, uh, from... Is it classified as an island because it's surrounded by water, maybe? Um, actually, the third one's an island. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> no. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I didn't do it! I wasn't <laughs> sure! <laughs> I wasn't sure! I was I, I'm trying to warn you! How? Uh... I need to hit I think maybe it was in the beginning and I missed it. Sorry. I, I can agree one more time. Yeah, sorry. One of the main focal points of the Xenoblade franchise are the word, worlds they take place in. Okay. In Xenoblade Chronicles, the game takes place in a world consisting of two ginormous dead titans, the Bionis and the Mechonis. In Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the world of Altaria is inhabited by large living titans who act as different nations. And the world of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Ionios, is an island which contains remixed areas from the two previous games plus new areas. Yeah, the only uh, thing I can guess is... I'm going to guess the, is uh, actually the titan in one... They're, they're not dead, actually? That would have been one of my guesses. <laughs> is that, is that right? No, Shit. unfortunately. Uh, the only thing I can think of is the name of the second world is wrong. Mm. That's it. You so didn't say I'm actually. I'm actually. The name Sorry. of the second world is wrong. But, I wasn't, but yeah. you don't know the name. You're damn right I don't. <laughs> yeah. The but, second world I'm actually is actually I've, called <sighs> Milanus. No, it starts It <laughs> starts with, uh, I thought it started with an A. It's just it's spelled wrong, I think, or whatever, right? What is it, Blake? It, it's, it's called All Rest. All Rest, thank all you. All Rest. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound right, but like, sorry, two's the one I <laughs> Damn, like. these are tricksy. Okay. Two's my biggest blind spot. Yeah, these I played are it because I didn't like two. <laughs> one and three are the ones I liked a lot. Uh, second one. In the Yakuza series, the hard-hitting main stories are contrasted by the light-hearted minigames that each game provides. There's a huge variety in the minigames, ranging from standard minigames like baseball, golf, tennis, and fishing to extremely outlandish minigames like street racing in a taxi, owning a snack business, hunting, frying noodles, hosting a cabaret club, slot car racing, and performing a comedy routine. Um, actually, you don't hunt? Uh, actually, is it the comedy routine? Neither one of you got it. Damn it! So it has to be one of those... Mini games is not in the right category, right? Yeah, could you say that again? I have mini no, game part. I'll be honest. I have you no just idea. Just listed like thirty things. Yeah, I have no idea. There's a huge variety in the mini games, ranging from standard mini games like baseball, golf, tennis, and fishing, okay, to extremely outlandish mini games like street racing in a taxi, owning a snack business, hunting, frying noodles, hosting a cabaret club, uh, slot car racing, and performing a comedy. Is racing. it actually racing in the taxi, or is it actually the right. frying noodles part? Racing in a taxi is in Yakuza 5. Okay. Frying I know you noodles the taxi. is also in Yakuza 5. Um, actually, there's no tennis? Got it. Yes! There's no tennis? There's no Woo! tennis. Wow. I was like, it's golf or tennis, I feel like. <laughs> it's definitely golf. Yeah, I remember. I thought I remember there being the little golf hat on the guys. Wow, they never did tennis? I feel like they just did because they've done so much stuff. <laughs> All right, third one. It's obvious that regions in newer Pokemon generations are based on <laughs> real-life places, like how Paldia's Paldia is based on Spain, and Alola is based on Hawaii. But the regions in the first few Pokemon regions were also based on real-life places, specifically regions of Japan. Kanto is based on the Kanto region. Johto is based off the Kansai region. Hoenn is the Kyushu region. 
Sinnoh is the Hokkaido region, and Unova is based, based specifically on Tokyo and its surrounding That's areas. one of those, and I have no idea. Good luck. Um, actually, I'm the fourth it. one's wrong. The, for- the fourth of the last ones of the original games. Okay, what does that mean, though? It's just not the right name. Unova? Not- no, yeah. Unova is the right name. No, I don't know. I just you mean based on the wrong region. I guessed randomly. <laughs> yeah, you're asking me Pokemon like yeah. geography questions. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually pass. <laughs> like I know you can definitely pass if you don't. Yeah, I, we I, don't know. I, I remember X and Y was like France and Aloha was definitely like yeah. Hawaii or some islands. Uh, I can't remember. I, I know the or like Gen, the those regions that you named were like based on one of, one of those ones in the sl- the last set is one hundred percent wrong. I just don't know which. Mm-hmm. Like one of the last one? four are wrong. Yeah, it's Unova. It's not based on Tokyo or Japan at all. It's based on New York City. That's Wait, what, it was okay. the last one then? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. To you clarify. didn't say what it was. I said no, you you said the needed one. to clarify. Do we have to know? Yes. You have to clarify. Oh, okay. I'm actually, all right, all right. I know yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you need to sure. clarify it's not based um, on it. Actually, that last one's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so there. Uh, Chrono Trigger is a time-traveling adventure developed by Square for the Super NES. The game starts off in 1000 AD during the Millennium Fair when a mysterious girl named Marl suddenly disappears when f- trying out a teleporter. Chrono, our protagonist, jumps into the teleporter after her and finds himself in an adventure taking him to different time periods like the medieval ages in 600 AD, the far future in 2300 AD, and the prehistoric age of 65 million BC. I think uh, there could be two things wrong with that, but... I, I mean, I just don't Say remember. It. Uh, I want Brad to get this because it's Chrono Trigger. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> so, like, no thinking pressure, of the dates on like, those years. So I don't know if those dates are right. Um, well, um, actually, did they know Marl was the princess already? I can't remember that. You're close, but she didn't. It was you're warm. It wasn't the they didn't jump into a teleporter. Yeah, she, that, she, part, that she, part. It was felt, an experiment. Yeah, she, like there was like a sideshow thing at the fair. Yeah, yeah. Actually, she volunteered for it. Also, it's getting colder. The Damn. name of the company that made it is uh, actually SquareSoft. But I think we say were, a lot of their logos. I were think just we square. were. Say square. Yeah. I think we were closer on the moral thing. Yeah. Can you read that part again? <laughs> the game starts off in 1080 during the Millennium Fair when a mysterious girl named Marl suddenly disappears when trying out a teleporter. Okay. Um. Actually, it's called the Centennial um, Fair. Actually, it was like a time machine. Oh no, it was a to- it was a teleporter, but it's a time machine. It's a teleporter that, that malfunctions and. Causes time becomes travel. a time machine, but it still is it, a time machine. It wasn't really okay. a time machine. Chat's probably freaking out right now. Yeah. It's a little mean. Oh, I, is I it will a little say mean? this: is it okay. spelled? Is it a spelling thing? Not quite. If you know the game, you'll probably have a little. Not one thousand AD. It's like nine hundred AD. Yeah, if it's well, a date, I'm not. Well, we'll, we'll the say date. the date again. What? It was uh, it's one thousand AD. Oh, isn't it nineteen ninety nine AD? No, that's the day that's of Lavos. The Lavos yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. In a while. It's been a thousand years since I yeah, played this it? game. Yeah. Um, actually, her name is Nadia. Nadia. Yeah. It's not. That's her real name. Marla's just like. Co- oh, cover. it's a. <laughs> yeah. It's a dagger <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's bitchy. No one calls her that. No. Nope. Her name's Marl in the thing. <laughs> I hate this one. No. No one refers to her as that. Do a game I know. <laughs> in Okami. 
Yeah. You nope. play as the sun goddess Amaterasu as she gains her godly powers of the celestial brush to defeat the evil plaguing the lands of Nippon. To regain her power, she visits the different celestial brush gods, each of whom are based on the animals in the Chinese zodiac. Each god grants her a different brush technique, such as rejuvenation, power slash, cherry bomb, gale storm, and veil of mist. One of those. Um, right. Actually, I think gales of mist is not correct. Is that not Veil one? Mist, Veil Mist. Veil Mist is... I don't think that's one, is it? It's not the answer they're going for. Um, actually, isn't she the moon goddess? No, it is Amaterasu. No. Oh. Yeah. What is the evil Tsukiyori's. part? Oh, okay. um, actually, it's Orochi. Um, We're bad at this. Yeah, no, these are, these are rough. These are hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Silent Hill one or a Bloodborne yeah. one or something. Do you want me to reread one yes. more time? In Okami, you play as the sun goddess Amaterasu as she regains her godly powers with the celestial brush to defeat the evil plaguing the lands of Nippon. To regain her powers, she visits the different celestial brush gods, each of whom are based on the animals in the Chinese zodiac. Each god grants her a different brush technique. Wait, so- wait. That's um, not actually, how this works. <laughs> okay. Did you say Chinese zodiac? I did say Chinese zodiac. Aren't we in Japan? Yeah. We are in so Japan. that seems wrong. I, I'll give it to you. I would say like one not of them's every not, god yeah, is based not on the every Chinese one of them zodiac. Is. Yeah. Kabegami, who is a cat, is not an animal in the Chinese zodiac. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> are you throwing like the most insane <laughs> questions at us right now? <laughs> I mean, I'm actually is like really, really specific. Yeah. Nerdy, nerdy shit. Last one. After su- the, let me get water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> god, okay, dude. oh my god! Can't even handle it. Oh my oh, god! Boy. Yikes. I'm just, I've been, I haven't, haven't been getting water. All right. After the success of Portal, Valve okay. wanted to create a sequel that was just as innovative, which led to a prototype called F-Stop. In F-Stop, the player used a camera to store objects in photographs. They could then place the object back down at a different place with different sizes and could have different properties depending on the context. The main connection between F-Stop and Portal was that both were set in an Aperture Science test facility, but the F-Stop facility was run by Cave Johnson, not GLaDOS. In the end, F-Stop was scrapped because playtesters found the F-Stop mechanic too confusing and puzzles were too difficult to solve. Um, That's like game development stuff. Like, I don't know. How the hell would I know any of that? Um, actually, isn't it called Aperture Laboratories or something? No. Fuck! Yeah, this is some deep knowledge. Yeah, like, because it's like, I don't know. yeah, this is knowledge about. I've heard about this, but I, uh. this is knowledge about like a game that didn't happen. Yeah, it's like okay, because <laughs> f-stop is what it's called in the camera, so that's true. Yeah, I, I I don't think this one is actually that mean, but I do think it's you have to know. You have you to know just the story have to have this yeah. knowledge. I have no idea. What is it, bud? Uh. F-Stop wasn't scrapped because it was too confusing or too difficult. It was scrapped because players were confused why the sequel to Portal didn't include a Portal gun or Gladys, which were defining features of the first game. Oh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's a squirrely question, but yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a fun game. Yeah. I liked it. Why not just make a spin-off game? <laughs> Isla got one point. Isla uh, wins. I had two, I think. <laughs> but thank you. Maybe you had two. I think I had two. 
No, Did you only had one. Okay. Well, either way. Nice try. <laughs> um, actually, oh, wait, I had two Oh, the tiny Zodiac had two, right? We have a... Well, then I had three, because I think I got two You didn't count, Blood. You said they had to be exact. Right. You I got tennis I got two for in sure. the beginning. You got Anyways. tennis. I had one before that, too. Whatever. Tennis was, like, one of the first ones. It's time for bets. This week's bet. Armored Core 6 is out next week. My God. <laughs> so many games. Uh, I'm going to go to the Open Critic page and look through the top 10 English reviews for that game. How many times will I find the words Souls, Souls-like, and Souls-born? Brad. Uh, 10. One per review. You mean one and or, right? And or. You don't yeah. need more yeah, than that. You, if all those it. combined. Any of them, yeah. You only need one if you're doing it. Isla. Uh, I said 16, BW. 16. I think somebody's going to go a little nuts. Control yourself. Damiani. Oh, you get that right, I get it Woo! right, too. Yeah. 16. <laughs> Dong. I feel good where I'm at on this one. I got 15. Oh! 15. I might have gotten this one. Let's see. That puts me in at the high with 31. Oh! All right, bold, bold Your pick. bets put together. Bold pick. <laughs> Uh, last week's bet, Hammerwatch 2 came out this week, and last week I asked how many words would be in the text box for the first oh, yeah. NPC quest. This actually oh, became yeah. an important thing because there were all the little quest things that popped up, but they weren't from NPCs. Oh. oh okay. uh, the first NPC quest we came across, not including the character's name or UI prompts. Brad bet 64 words. Uh, Gabby bet one word. Just mm. grabbing that low. Price uh, is right. Damiani bet 36 words. Isla bet 42 words. I also bet 42 oh, words. Oh, man, that's funny. Let's go 42! Don, put this up from Isra. Like You're back and alive. Most likely thanks to the potion I made, right? Well, if you need another potion, I'll be glad to make you one for free, but I would need a new flask and a few amaryllis. Can you get me those? Which comes out to 45 yeah. words. Oh! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Making me and Isla the winners. Yeah! And bringing our scores to Garrulous Ducks, 21. So wait, do we get two points? No. Yeah. No. We've established that. No double points. Ah, well still. It would have if they had gone for that bonus, but they were going for streak bonus. Okay. And Sleepy Grizzlies, 16. Streak can live. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we busted up your streak. Yeah. Which means we could activate it again, though. Well. That's, that's well, if you get one point before we get another point, you can't. It's within three points, I thought. Yeah, you'll be within three points. What, are, what is no. it, 16 and 20? It's 16 21. It's five-point difference right now. So We're next 21? week would be 18 oh, you're right, 21. Nice right. try, Blood. 19... Nice try, but I'm actually Sorry, it's seven. a five-point <laughs> spread right now, Bloodworth. Sorry, 17. <laughs> yeah, we, we would be able to activate one more streak bonus. Nice. Hell yeah. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, that's how we are funded. That's how this stuff gets made. Uh, if, if we wanted some fun math, if even a quarter of the people that listen to this podcast chipped in $5 a month, not only would have all the bills taken care of, we'd be able to do all kinds of bigger things than we've ever done before. Uh, we could make videos that require props and costumes and extra gear that we don't have. Yeah. We could do uh, features that might require fly, flying people in or us flying out to Gamescom or Tokyo Game Show um, uh, or PAX. Uh, we, could, we could 
actually hire another person probably <laughs> to share the load on game coverage and give everyone more time uh, to check out games they might be missing now. Uh, there is power in those numbers. Yeah. Uh, so do not underestimate how much difference uh, it can make. The more people chip in, the more that we can do. Uh, and if remember, if you can't give, if something happens, like we were you know, talking about one of our, our love and respect questions earlier, that's all right because it's about everybody communally putting in there. So the rest of the community has your back so you can keep watching this stuff. Uh, and there are other ways to give. Uh, if you can't get Patreon to load or something like that, <laughs> we've got we PayPal have, and you've got some stuff set I up. I just set up yeah. actually uh, Ko-Fi or Coffee, uh, however you want to say it, and PayPal direct payments. But Coffee has, it, it's basically Patreon that loads properly. <laughs> um, and you can set up a monthly recurring I can set it up if, if we want. I can set up that you might get re- the same rewards from there. Like We have to talk about it, but uh, it's a very clean interface, and you can set up monthly recurrings if you want, and they don't even take a cut as far as I know. Hmm. So uh, check that out. I put the link on our Twitch page. Uh, we'll add it to our website and stuff later if we can. Yeah. Uh, and then if you become a patron, that's still right now. It's the best way to give. Uh, you get all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, you get the podcast two days early. You get it ad-free. You get uh, bonus Love and Respect questions. You get to submit to Love and Respect. You get in on that Discord. They're working on the top 10 games to play in one night. Ooh. We usually do this at our Game of the Year. They're doing all time. Of mm. all time? Yeah. That's a great list. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, and then our other levels, you get other rewards. You can go and check that out on our Patreon page. Uh, our Our top... Producers are our platinum producers. They get a shout out on this podcast every week, as well as shout outs on Frame Trap and Reaction Shots. This month's shout outs go to Javawabs, El Thanis, and Greg, the Dark Knight, Kettering. Shout, shout out. out! Shout out! I did it early. All right, Isla, we won that bet. So uh-huh. we get to promote a video, we get a final word, and we get a trademark sign off. What are you feeling? I'll do the sign off. You got to sign off? What do you want to do? I'm trying to think about video. Oh, I do video. Okay. I'll do video. What does that give me? Final word? You want to do final word? Yeah, I'll do video and then you can do both the other things. Unless you've got a good final word. I don't know. Okay. I've been talking the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, video. Uh, check out uh, the frame trap that just went up. I'm on there talking about Venva. Nice, cool, cute little... Talking about games to play in one night. That's two hours. Um, and because you talked about that, we got Indian food the other night. Nice. It was delicious. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and also uh, Stray Gods, which uh, was interesting because you, I, before on this podcast, I had talked about going to the concert and that whole experience, but I hadn't played the game. I was curious about the game. And so now you can actually find out, like, what did I think of the game itself uh, on that frame trap? Uh, yeah, it's got some ups and downs, but overall, enjoyable. Uh, final word. Uh just be nice, I guess. Like, don't be getting these strikes on your Xbox. Don't don't have racial slurs in your username, etc., etc. Don't do that stuff. Just don't do that stuff. Um, okay, good night and good game. You go that way. I'll go this way. I love it, like, blood. It's like a giant AOE. Run! Yeah, run! run. It's like uh, Spider-Man they... AOE. <laughs>